What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today, this is an important episode because if you have ever felt like you're doing everything right and nothing seems to work, or you bust your ass, you try really hard, you do all these things and you just feel like you should be further along or like there's something that's just not quite making sense. Like your body is fighting against you or it just feels like you're in a rut. You're stuck. You don't understand. It's like this constant uphill battle. Then you need to listen to this episode because I am going to explain exactly why sometimes trying too hard can actually make you gain weight or delay progress or make you move in the direction that you don't want to go. And that's an important conversation to have because not many people are discussing this. Everybody wants to reduce it to a simple equation, and it's actually not that simple. It is simple, but it's not that simple in the direction that everyone wants to make it out to be. It is more than just calories in versus calories out. And I want you to understand why trying to force the issue, trying to expedite progress, trying to do all these things at once may be backfiring. So I'm going to leave it at that because this is an episode that you need to tune into. And maybe it's just me, but I would love to hear your feedback because if I'm alone on this, that's totally fine. I don't mind standing alone in my opinion. That's why it's an opinion. I'm not saying that this is 100% fact. You are absolutely within your right able to disagree with me. And if you do, I am totally cool hearing that. I would actually love to hear it. So if you want to hit me up on Instagram, it's at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Just let me know if this resonates with you or if you think I'm crazy. Either way, just hit me up and be like, bro, you're, you're totally nuts. You're not making any sense. I'm totally fine hearing that. Just let me know. Hit me up. And if you do appreciate the content, if you do like this episode, do me a favor and share it. Help spread the word. We need more listeners to the show, even though we have grown astronomically, which I cannot thank you enough for. Let's keep it going. So post it to your stories. Tag me on Instagram. Leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Tell a friend about the show and enjoy the episode. All right. Welcome, everybody to another episode of our Monday live training. And if you are listening on the podcast, it is probably Wednesday. Unless you are late to the game, it could be any day if you're a podcast listener. But we're recording this on Monday night. We do it every single Monday in our Facebook group. You should be a part of it, or you should be a subscriber to the Mind Over Macros podcast. I'm going to say you should be both. You should be in our Facebook group and a subscriber to the Mind Over Macros podcast. And you should probably be on the email list and following me on Instagram, all the things so you can get all of the information that we share. Um, quick little plug there. So today's topic, we are going to discuss why trying too hard might actually be leading to weight gain. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but I see it literally all the time that and I've actually been somebody who experienced that firsthand. I know the feeling. I've, I've watched it happen to me personally. And I've talked to a number of other people, actually spoke to somebody this morning who just joined our coaching program. And she came from a very similar background that I did. 
and was actually expressing these exact feelings in that she felt like no matter how hard she tried, no matter how disciplined she was, no matter how much training she was doing, her body was just not working. It was, she, she used the words like rebelling, uh, fighting against her. And those were the exact feelings that I had. So it does seem counterintuitive because hard work is supposed to pay off. And now when I say trying too hard, I'm not talking about like you're trying too hard in the gym or like for your hour workout. I'm talking about big picture, right? So when we're working out, we should be trying hard. We should be pushing ourselves most of the time, right? However, when I'm talking about like, let's zoom out and look at the big picture. I'm talking about trying too hard. Like you are trying to dial in everything at once you are trying to force an outcome. Like you are really frustrated with the scale. You're frustrated with how your clothes fit. You're frustrated that you aren't where you want to be or that you've let yourself back, you know, backtrack. And that frustration leads to this feeling of, I have to press. I have to press even harder. I have to try even harder. I have to do more. I have to be more consistent. I have to be more disciplined. I'm talking about that kind of trying hard. So what happens in in most cases is that we end up in a position of trying to force an outcome that is largely out of our control. And we end up increasing our level of frustration because we feel like we're doing so many things right and we're putting in so much time and effort that the results should be a lot better than they actually are. And that typically leads to this um, cycle of feeling like, well, if I'm not getting the response that I want and I'm putting this much effort into it, well, then why even bother, right? If I'm going to be stagnant, if I'm going to be stuck, well, it would be a lot more enjoyable if I was stuck while eating you know, burgers and fries or having a drink or going out, like doing things that are enjoyable versus just trying to restrict myself and cut more calories and do more cardio and work harder. So, you know, that is typically the feeling that I'm describing. The feeling that you may be feeling is if you have ever felt like no matter how strict you are, you just feel like maybe something is off, like you're broken almost. Like if you've ever asked yourself the question as to like, why am I doing all of these things, but not seeing the result that I want? And you, and you actually question that. That's the feeling that I'm talking about. When, when you're stuck and you're just feeling like no matter how hard you push, your body is just not having it. Now, most of the time in this situation, people immediately jump to kind of what I call like the unicorn excuse. Well, I must be, you know, I must be broken. I must be different. Uh, it must be my age. It must be my hormones. It must be my metabolism. It must be uh, some other thing. And we, we want this like, this scapegoat. We want some reason because it doesn't make sense logically. If we're doing all of these things right, why are we not seeing the results? So we immediately think it's got to be some external variable. So we might go get blood work done. We might go see an endocrinologist. We might do all of these elaborate tests. And ultimately, there may be something going on. But for most people, it's actually the thing that is getting you in that position is the thing like what you believe to be the problem is actually causing the problem. So let me explain that. 
when you press, when you try harder, when you continue to push, when you continue to restrict, when you add more cardio, when you constantly are thinking and obsessing about your results, that is usually the thing that's leading to any sort of hormonal disruption, any sort of metabolic adaptation that you don't want to occur. That's usually the thing that's causing the issue. So that's why I say trying too hard might actually be the reason that you're moving in the opposite direction. And it's oh, oftentimes it ends up being where the harder that you work, the more that your body fights back and the more that things seem off, like abnormal. And that's because you're creating more stress. Now, I'm not talking about stress in the sense of, okay, I'm frustrated and then I move on. Or, you know, the, the bottom line that we have to understand when it comes to stress is that humans are very good at getting through acute stress, right? Training is an acute stress. Think about how amazing our bodies are. We can literally break down muscle tissue and recover and build stronger muscles and bigger muscles. That is overcoming an acute stress. That stress doesn't last very long. It's short-term and we can move past it. So I'm not talking about a short-term stressor. I am talking about the, the constant obsession of trying to manipulate a result or force an outcome that you have no control over. And I made this post today where I talked about my own experience where I noticed this in myself first as a sports fan. I literally used to try to will, like my, my dad took me to Sixers games when I was young, really young. We had season tickets and he would take me to the games. And I remember sitting there like as a young kid and like trying to force the outcome. And the Sixers weren't very good when I was younger, not until Iverson came along and then things turned around for a bit. Um, but when I was going, uh, when I was really young, I would literally sit there and like, in my mind, I was like, all right, I need to do something. I need to think really hard about the Sixers winning and then the win, and then it wouldn't happen. And I remember being so frustrated that I couldn't control the outcome that it would like cause this anger. And, and then I like, I really had to better, you know, I had to basically learn how to better cope and become a better sports fan because it was not healthy. I would like break remotes and I would let it ruin my day. Um, and if the Eagles lost, it was like the whole week was ruined. Um, so I had to learn that the outcome was completely out of my control. I could control my mindset while I was watching the game, how I showed up for the games. I could, I could still cheer for my team. I could still do all the things and be fully invested in the team, but disconnect from the actual outcome. And then when it came to my fitness journey, I fell into that same pattern where I thought that if I just thought like, if I could just manipulate the scale, if I could just get things to happen faster, uh, we always have this idea that things should happen on our timeline. Your body doesn't care about your timeline. Your body will respond when it's ready to respond. And oftentimes, the faster you try to push it, the, the longer it's going to take you to get where you want to be because you end up doing things. Like I, I told you about uh, the, the woman that I spoke to earlier today, and she was talking about how coming back from, from vacation, she was really um, upset with where she was at and decided that she was going to expedite her progress by only eating 
fruits and veggies for her carbs. Like she was going to just eat fruits and veggies, no other carb source, um, still hit her protein, that sort of thing, but was going to cut out all other carbs. And then like a week and a half in, she was miserable. She was angry at everybody. Her, her mood was all over the place. She was stressed and she ended up binging um, and just, you know, drinking some wine and eating a bunch of food. And like, that was the only thing that made her feel better. And so that's what I mean when I say, you know, that, that, that kind of desire, this, this passion that we have to be like, let me force the outcome. It actually takes us longer to get where we want to go because we start to do things that push our body into more of a preservation mode. So we have to understand that we're really good at overcoming acute stressors, but when it's chronic stress and when we make that stress gap even wider, even larger, then of course our bodies are going to fight back. And so those thoughts that we have, those perpetual thoughts about, um, I can't like, I can force the scale to move or I need this to happen or I want it now. All of those thoughts continue to add and accumulate stress on our system. And we don't think about it. We often think about the big stressors. We often think about, oh, we had this fight, you know, with our spouse or partner. Um, we had a shitty day at work. We had to sit in traffic, whatever the case may be. We think of those like, normal stressors. We don't think about the constant obsession around body weight or food choices uh, or progress in general, or like, should I be eating this? Should I be restricting this? Should I be training more? Should I be running more? Should I be eliminating foods? Like Those constant thoughts, that is the low-grade chronic systemic stress that accumulates over time that causes the issues that we always immediately jump to. We think, oh, well, it must be hormonal. Well, yeah, if you have an overabundance of chronic stress, of course, that's going to cause some metabolic adaptations. You will downregulate your metabolism. You will um, kind of disrupt your hormonal profile. Now, that can be fixed, but if you don't actually get to the root of the issue, if we don't close that stress gap, well, then your body will be fighting against you. And it's not fighting against you. It's trying to keep you alive. It cares about survival. It doesn't care about your timeline. So the more we try to force this arbitrary timeline, the more we do extreme things like cutting out carbs or you know restricting calories, eating 1,000 calories a day or 1,200 calories a day or adding extra cardio. Um, one of my favorite transformations that I've talked about um, you know, is our client, Rana, who came to us, she was her previous trainer before Pop, before she started working with Trish, Trish, she was doing 60 minutes of strength training and 90 minutes of cardio per day. That was her daily recommendation. Of course, her body wasn't responding. There was this overabundance of stress. And here she is eating very low calorie, doing a ton of work and trying really hard, but her and felt like she was broken. I remember her saying like, my body just doesn't respond like other people. I was like, well, yeah, if we're going to put you in this environment of constant stress and constant energy preservation, of course, you're not going to achieve the physical results that you want because all your body cares about is, hey, we're there's this threat present and it's not going away anytime soon. So we need to preserve as much energy as possible. And Again, that's an obvious example. Some of the less obvious examples are when it's the the mindset side of things. It's the thought, uh, you know, around food, the obsession, the anxiety 
thinking about our scale uh, all the time, like I'm going to force it to go down or you, you kind of live and die based off of that, that morning reading. What is it going to say? Is it going to be a good day or a bad day? I don't know. I haven't stepped on the scale yet. Like all of those thoughts add up and it accumulates stress. And I actually read something today that I thought was pretty profound. And it said that every cell in your body is listening to your thoughts. So even though you might not register those thoughts as stressors, they are. And that's the stuff that actually accumulates and and presents kind of that hidden problem. It's so much more than macros. Like that's one of the things that I talk to people all the time is like, well, is this just a macro thing? Of course not. And one of the easiest ways to debunk the whole like calories in versus calories out is all that matters or macros are all that matter is how, how many calories are in stress. When you talk about chronic stress, how many calories are in stress? You can't put a number on it. So in, in Rana's example, if she's eating like 1200 calories a day and she's training for what was it? Two and a half hours a day. Of course, she's in a calorie deficit. Well, then why isn't her body responding? It's because we need the proper environment to adapt, to properly adapt. Losing body fat is an adaptation, right? Building muscle is an adaptation. Without the proper environment for adaptation to occur, it's not going to occur or it will happen in the opposite way. So we will preserve energy. Now, I can't tell you how many times that we end up in a position where we actually have our clients do less and they respond. And it's simply by closing the stress gap. It's not about macros. It's not about hitting your macros better. It's not about finding the perfect numbers. It's about closing that stress gap because once you create that environment for adaptation to occur, now all of a sudden we're we're working smarter. We're not working harder. We can actually take rest days and recovery days. Uh, we had a great example. I actually posted a screenshot of this text message today. One of Trisha's clients texted her and was on a week-long vacation, did not track a single thing, did not stress about food, did what she wanted, ate what she wanted, and she had hit an all-time low on the scale before vacation. And then a week of vacation of eating whatever she wants, drinking whatever she wants, being totally relaxed... She maintained that all-time low throughout the entire week, came back, maintained, kept that all-time low as her average because we're closing the stress gap. And I can't tell you how many times it actually comes down to less obsession over the numbers or less obsession over the scale. Now, I remember talking to an individual where uh, she was like, look, if I'm unhappy with my body, it's really hard for me to relax. Like I want this result so badly that it's hard for me to relax. Now, think about the things that we can control. We can control what we do on a day-to-day basis. We can control our actions. We can control our thoughts. We can control our response to our thoughts. We can control whether we believe our thoughts or not, but we can't control the actual end result, right? It's largely out of our control. We can do all the right things and we can't, we can't control that actual number. So if I said in three months, you're going to do everything right. However, I, I have no idea what the actual number is going to be after those three months. No idea. And anybody who tells you otherwise is lying to you. We can do all the right things, but we cannot control the actual outcome. So 
if we're constantly stressing about the actual outcome and what's the number going to be and how am I perfect with my macros and should I restrict all these things? Well, now we're focusing on the thing that's out of our control, which as I learned as a sports fan and then as a chronic dieter, that just leads to more anger and frustration, which moves me further away from where I want to be. So again, to kind of bring it all full circle, if we're not addressing that, if we're not actually working smarter and giving our body what it needs to feel safe enough to actually let go of body fat, which again, is an adaptation. It's an adaptation to burning more than you consume. But in order for that adaptation to occur the way that we want it to, we have to have the proper environment, which means our thoughts, the overall stress in our life, um, all of these things that you know our body might perceive as threat, we have to manage them. And I know that's like a, a broad concept, manage your stress. But in terms of how we perceive food, our thoughts around food, are we obsessive? Do we have anxiety? What's the root of those things? Um, that's the stuff that kind of goes unnoticed when people are like, well, is it just about my macros? No, it's not just about your macros. Um, of course, macros can play a role, but we have to have these other things in, in line. If we if the, as you know, that stress gap, like I talk about, if that stress gap keeps getting larger and larger, I don't care how perfect you are with your macros, your body will not respond. So um, if you are feeling like stuck, if you are feeling like you've hit a plateau, if you're feeling like you keep banging your head against the wall, uh, it's not about taking Advil to stop the headache. It's about stop banging your head against the wall, right? Working smarter. So Always remember that, especially for women, uh, women are very sensitive to stress. If you think about it from an evolutionary standpoint, um, again, survival, most important. Procreation, you know, we want to keep the species alive. So having to bear children, uh, women are much more sensitive to stress than men. This is why men can typically get away with more. Um, it's just the luck of the draw, uh, you know, when it comes to like we can do more stupid shit and get away with it. That's just how it is. Uh, women are way more sensitive to stress. So if you continue to try to be perfect, uh, the the more that you kind of tighten that grip, the more that you try and manipulate and control everything, typically the more stress you're placing on your system and the more your body is going to hold on to body fat because it perceives a threat, an unsafe environment. If you wanted to bring a child into this world, it doesn't matter if you actually are or not but your body is protecting you. So it's keeping that protective layer, body fat on you instead of releasing it like you want it to do, assuming that that's your goal. So, and honestly, it, it really is amazing how many times we have our clients do less and they actually respond better, where we actually loosen the reins and say, take more time off, you know, not necessarily off from the gym, but like off from the obsession, off from the restriction where we kind of create a, an environment where nothing's off limits. No foods are off limits. We incorporate things that they enjoy. We actually focus on like fulfillment and what makes you happy, right? If you're miserable, I can promise you that you will not maintain your results. If you accomplish a result through misery, I promise you it will not last. It will not be sustainable. That's just a fact. You can only deal with that for so long before you, you like say, fuck it. You know? And I can speak from personal experience because when I tried to manipulate the outcome and make it happen as fast as possible, 
I cut out all the things. I stopped drinking alcohol. I stopped going out. I stopped going on vacations. I stopped hanging out with friends. I stopped going to see family. I stopped all the things that were, you know, enjoyable in my life just because I thought I could make progress quicker. And when I didn't, I was so angry because I felt like I'm sacrificing everything that I love just so I can get to this goal and then be done with it. Thing, it doesn't work that way. So I was creating an even more stressful environment and my body was not going to move. It was not going to respond. And my response to that was, fuck this, why even bother? And that's when the epic binge would happen. And that's when I would go into those feelings of guilt and shame and start it all over again, because I would take one step forward and then I would try to take three steps forward, hit a wall, and then take five steps back, get frustrated and rinse and repeat that process. If you continuously try harder, your body will continuously fight against you. Now, again, I'm not talking about trying harder in the gym because if we do things properly, you should have plenty of energy to crush your workouts and recover adequately. I'm talking about big picture trying harder. There's also a time where you actually do need to be more consistent and more disciplined, but as always, it is context dependent. For some people, they're just... They think they want something, but they really don't. And it's just a matter of having an honest conversation with yourself. For other people, we have to assess what they're doing because they might be on the wrong plan altogether. Again, everybody is different. There is no blanket statement or cookie cutter solution. It is nuanced. And that's why understanding yourself, again, this is why we start with a personality assessment. Understanding yourself is probably the greatest asset that you have to making progress because you will know your tendencies. The, the woman that I talked about from earlier, she's a 1B. 1Bs are very goal-driven. She was motivated by results. So trying harder and not seeing results, that crushes the motivation of a 1B. Of course, she was going to, to you know fuck it mode. Of course, that's the way that she's wired. So having that self-awareness, like there's nothing wrong with you. This is how you're wired. That's like one of the most important starting points, um, self-awareness, and is my, you know, in my opinion, is the most important quality that we can have as humans. So, you know, we often talk to, uh, about monitoring daily stressors. The obvious things, like I said, you know, you you have a crazy job, you work overnights, um, sometimes you fight with your spouse, you have kid drama, all of that stuff. We're pretty well equipped at handling most of those things. Working overnight, um, there's some things that we have to, you know, kind of consider because you're you're kind of playing from behind in the stress realm. But for the most part, we can equip you with the tools to overcome that stuff. I'm talking about the more subtle thoughts and you know obsessive thoughts around food, trying to be perfect, worrying that one meal is going to derail all of your progress. Those thoughts will have a greater impact if they're not dealt with. So that's why uh, when we do work with with clients in that one on one setting, that those things are really a big part of what we have to unpack and get to the root of. Because if we can't change that perspective, then we're always going to be swimming upstream. We're always going to be climbing that uphill battle. So um, again, acute stressors we're pretty well equipped to handle it. It's those little chronic, persistent, nagging stressors that add up over time. So once we address those. It's amazing how much you can you can notice a change and notice a difference, um, not just mentally, but you'll see your body change. This is another thing about women. As I mentioned, women being super sensitive to stress, you will see that 
if you just kind of chill and relax, um, you'll notice that you look leaner like within a day because water release, you're, when, when stress is a little bit higher, you're going to retain more water in particular in your belly area because we have more cortisol receptors there. You will see less bloat. Your, your clothes will probably fit a little bit better. You'll actually see it in the mirror. So that's just one reason, you know, one thing that we can connect the dots with is, Hey, just one day of not stressing about all this stuff and offloading some of that mental energy. Look at how much different you look and, and look at the difference in pictures and, you know, even, you know, just overall how your clothes are fitting, how you're, how you're, how you feel. Um, you know, we have to pay attention to those things. It's a non-negotiable. Again, most of the time, uh, most people come to us and they're like, well, yeah, I've done all the macro stuff before. How is, you know, what is different? Like, it's so not about the macros. Uh, this is why we achieve the results that we do. This is why we have uh, the, the highest level of success that I've seen uh, because we actually understand that it's really about the, the stress inputs and outputs. The macros play a role, but we have plenty of clients who don't track. We have plenty of clients who only track part-time. That's really just one tool in the toolbox. There's one non-negotiable when it comes to your body and that's your body will not change if there is an overabundance of stress. It will change in the way that you don't want it to. It will change in the way that you will downregulate your metabolism. You will disrupt some, some hormonal health. There are negative consequences to an overabundance of stress. Now, I know a lot of people are probably listening and thinking, well, there's stress in my life that I just can't manage. Like It's just there. I have to deal with it, whether from work or you know, personal life. Um, there are things that you can do, even if you can't directly change the situation, you can still participate in more stress-reducing activities, whether it is focusing more on your sleep or your wind-down routine, whether it is going for more walks, whether it's just getting outside in general or listening to music, um, you know, deep breathing, meditation, writing in a journal, whatever your thing is, there are plenty of activities that you can do that will close the stress gap. Even if there's stuff that you have in your life that you cannot change, that just is what it is, and you have to manage it, there are ways to still close the stress gap on your body. So um, again, this is something that we do in depth in our one-on-one coaching program. And it is amazing how sometimes just doing less is actually more. How, you know, We have to think work smarter. Uh, incorporating the stuff that I mentioned, like if you, if you like to have a drink on occasion, make that part of the process. If you like to go out on date night, make that part of the process. If you like to you know, have Uber Eats once a week or a restaurant meal once a week, make that part of the process. It is more fun to actually, I know it's like completely redundant, but if you are having more fun and you enjoy the process more, you will maintain your results longer. That's just a fact. Like I said, if you're miserable, you won't maintain it. If you enjoy it, you will. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, we prefer for our clients to have more freedom and flexibility while losing fat because we know that they're going to have more confidence in their ability to maintain and sustain it long after they finish working with us. So when they graduate from the program, we want them to be able to fly solo and have all the tools that they need to be successful forever. Coaching is a short-term thing. I mean, unless you're, you know, like me, and we'll always have a coach just because you you see the value in in it. But you know, we look at it as 
let's just use this as a, a process to give you all the tools to be successful long term. So, you know, when you can eat more freely, when you can actually eat enough to support your metabolism and to to close that stress gap, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I have people who reach out to me and they're following macros and they're 1100 calories, 1200 calories, 1400 calories, nowhere near enough. And they've been doing this for, you know, three years, five years and wondering why nothing's working. Again, that is a chronic stress. Under eating daily for years is a persistent chronic stress. We close that gap. We eat more. Now, all of a sudden, your metabolism upregulates. Now, all of a sudden, your hormonal profile starts to sort itself out. Now, there are exceptions to that. There are situations that do need either, you know, some, some sort of like medical intervention or something along those lines. But I'm talking about the majority of cases. It's, it's reversible. We can focus on nutrition, lifestyle, you know, all of that stuff to help manage things. Um, and it allows us to lose body fat on higher calories, which is always more fun, right? If you get to eat more and you get to eat more freely and you get to accomplish your goals, I mean, that's, that's a win-win. So um, as I talked about, you know, one of the most overlooked parts of the process is actually knowing your tendencies from a mindset perspective and also from a behavioral perspective. Like I mentioned, the 1B example, who's going to be super goal-driven. And if they're not seeing results, they might have the tendency to sabotage. Uh, same thing with a you know type 2A. I'm not going to go through every uh, every neurotype because I did a whole episode on that. I've done several episodes on that. So you can always go back and, and listen to them to understand this. But knowing your personality type, I know that my tendency is to get bored and move to the next thing. So I have that level of self-awareness to know that that's my behavioral tendency. I also know that I'm a people pleaser. So when I'm working with a coach, my inclination is to only report the good stuff and to leave out anything negative, right? Because I want them to be proud of me. It's my people-pleasing nature. So I have to be aware of that and give my coach all of the information so that he can make the best decisions for me. And I'm not leaving anything out just because I want a pat on the back. I know that about myself. That's, what, that's why I say the personality assessment, understanding yourself, understanding your neurotype is usually the most integral piece for most people. Um, and then again, like small things that we look at are, is, does your nutrition make sense for your training or are you doing something that is completely mismatched? Like, you know, very low carb in CrossFit or very low carb in Orange Theory or very low carb in Peloton, right? If you're very low carb, you should be very low intensity activity. Uh, so we want to look at things like that uh, and, and just, you know, giving you the opportunity to feel your best through your workouts Again, closing the stress gap so that you can perform better, but then recover better. Most importantly, uh, it really is amazing what happens when you when you actually know how to work with your body and stop trying to force the issue. Issue. Stop trying to to push harder. Stop th thinking that more is better. Um, oftentimes, it's just a matter of working smarter. So, if you need help with that, um, again, we are here to help. Uh, I realize that. Not everybody is in a position to join coaching, and that's totally cool. We're not for everybody. Um, but I always want to mention that we are available. And if you do have questions or if you're interested in hearing more about our coaching program, uh, we do a one-on-one -on -one program for six months. And if you, it, it will help you kind of stop trying to swim upstream all the time and actually get you to the result that you want when you feel like nothing else has worked. Uh, that's my favorite. It makes the 
makes the results more rewarding. Um, I can't tell you how many times that happens where people come to me and they're like, I've tried everything. Nothing has worked. I've tracked macros. I've done all the things and nothing will work. And I just sit there and smile because I know that it won't be long before they're like, holy shit, how did this happen? Um, It's actually not that complicated. Uh, It's just that most programs really only try to follow one system of eat less, do more. And that system is highly ineffective. It only works for a very, very short time. Your window is super small and it's just illogical. So if you want to do things a different way, more effective way, um, just reach out to me. You can hit me up on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, or you can message me on Facebook. It's just Mike Milner. Um, As always, we have a ton of free content out there to help you if you are going at this on your own, which is also totally fine. In the Facebook group, it's uh, the personality diet and neurotype training. All of my Instagram posts, join our email list, um, go to the website, neurotypetraining.com. There's a ton of value. Uh, hopefully this was helpful, guys. As always, I love to hear your feedback. So please comment if this training was helpful. And if you are listening on the podcast, just shoot me a direct message on Instagram and let me know. And as always, I appreciate you guys tuning in and I will talk to you all very soon.